So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Well, a lot of you acknowledged WWE WrestleMania so much so that it beat one of the biggest sporting events of the year worldwide on many different video and social media platforms. A massive victory for WWE, whether you like it or not. Plus, more big news on The Undertaker. He was on stage speaking, speaking probably more than he's ever talked in his wrestling career as he wrapped it all up and became a WWE Hall of Famer during WrestleMania week. Now it looks like he's going to enter the podcast game with WWE. Plus, Cody Rhodes. He's the most talked about man in WWE right now. What is his future? We learned more insight on his jump to WWE from AEW this past week on Busted Open. Tommaso Ciampa is bound for what brand of WWE that is not NXT? A lot to cover and a lot more with Ring of Honor and its future with Warner Media. It's Sports Gita Wrestling, top story of the day. You share that link, you stink. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out, everybody. What's going on? It is another Monday edition of Sports Keto Wrestling's top story of the day. So much to dive into. Make sure those notifications are on. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Nearly 28, 21. We're nearing 29,000 at this point. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. It's, ro- it's snowballing. It is Yeah, snowballing. yeah. Oh, over on the YouTubes, I know millions more joining us over on Facebook. Hey! Thank you. And of course, thank you to the people on the podcast side of things. Our audio podcast numbers are through the roof. Biggest they've ever been putting us at number one yet again in the in the in the uh, the grand counties of Ireland. Thank you so, so much. We are number one wrestling podcast there in Apple. Uh, thank you guys. Listening I, only have, over there. I only have two words for our viewers. What's that? Acknowledge us. Yes, exa- acknowledgement is important. We'll talk about acknowledgement because WWE got a lot of it and they're, they're going to tout some big numbers that deeply aggravated people. Uh, fix, the, your, the, the, fix your mic, Kevin. It's a, it's coming in and out. I think there's mic. something going on with... Yeah, your mic. I think there's something going on with your mic. And go ahead. Your cable. Oh, there you go. It's, better, it's, it's, it's good now. Perfect. Uh, big numbers here for WWE. We'll jump into this. We have news on The Undertaker that is massive as well and what his future holds uh, in media, really. But let's talk media. WWE WrestleMania, they started to roll out these numbers. Even during WrestleMania week, uh, you had local officials in Texas saying that the, the, the events of WrestleMania that WWE brought generated $200 million in local revenue. Local taxable revenue. That's a ton of money. That's bigger than Lollapalooza. That's bigger than Coachella in some cases in terms of a live event. But now let's talk about the broadcast side of things and the social media sides of things. WWE put out some astounding numbers today that say that WWE WrestleMania defeats the NFL's Super Bowl this past year in terms of social media and video engagement 
These numbers are significant. These numbers are obviously going to be debatable to a lot of people, but there's some things about it that make complete sense. Break it down. 2.2 billion impressions on social media to the NFL's 1.8. 1.1 billion video views to 618 million. 13.1 million hours of videos watched to the NFL's 3.56 million hours. 87 million engagements across all social media platforms uh, attributed to the NFL's 78 million. And this is from Conviva, which is an independent source. So this isn't WWE saying, hey, we found these numbers and we're putting them out. Uh, Conviva is very reliable in terms of this type of stuff. I've seen them working in radio on, on big rock music tours and different digital events, things like the Oscars, broadcasted events, pay-per-view events. Their numbers are quite reliable. Uh, the fact that WWE is now pulling up these numbers independent of themselves is a major play for some different type of advertising. That's what I think comes out of this. It would not surprise me if WrestleMania next year had a major um, a leveled up sponsor that we have not seen WWE have in quite some time. That is the point of this. That is where WWE is going now. If they already have secured those big streaming deals, Peacock has an advertising element to it uh, that people still don't mind paying for because they have premium tiers to it. There's the mm -hmm. ad-free tiers. There's this tier, right? Uh, and that's part of what works now. People are so adjusted to having a streaming service, they don't mind paying a cheaper price if they know of ads to it. Well, if you come in at that bottom tier, now we can start selling you a Ford truck. WWE's always wanted a major car sponsorship. They've done things here and there. Uh, but there's some real things at play here, and you beat the NFL. You beat the NFL, like even if it's a very selective way. Uh, well, you beat Kevin, the NFL, Kevin. Though when, when you're when you're talking about this news, the news is impressive. I'm not going to take anything away from WWE. No, you're, you're going to do it right now, though. I'm going to do it oh, right I'm, now because oh, I'm going to too. Because <laughs> oh, I dove the into the kill. I dove into the comments uh, early this morning, and everybody has a valid reason to kind of put the little asterisk over beating the NFL. Oh, there's a big asterisk. Because history, there's yeah. a big asterisk. First, you got two nights. You got two mm -hmm. nights. You got a Saturday and a Sunday where there's a lot of attention built around this event. That alone puts WWE at an advantage. Uh, so, I mean, the numbers are the numbers, right? They're good yeah. numbers, but it comes with an asterisk, doesn't it, Jeremy? Yeah, and when you talk about impressions, you're – your your diehard football fan is not going to tweet on every play where they're they're only going to tweet on the major plays and how many major plays do you get in an NFL game probably 6 to 8 mm -hmm. WWE the the usual social Constant. media person will tweet mm -hmm. 6 to 8 times in an hour if not more so you know that's a little skewed in that way as well now the video views the only are... thing that's skewed about that is a level of engagement the yeah, the it, metric to look at that is not viewership it's just the, the different fans... metric of it's, it's engagement. Fan. It means you're getting a fan that cares yeah. more about what they're seeing in general. Yeah. When it's you get just a, a fan, fan, different a people to buy stuff too. A fan of the NFL is not going to tweet every play. No, they won't. No. And it's not. And, and that actually, the engagements was pretty close. I mean, that's when very it, true. When you come, yeah. when it comes to it, the fact that the engagements are close is even more impressive for the NFL than it is for WWE. Now, the big thing is the video watch time. The video watch time is very key because, mm -hmm. well, a, uh, everybody's watching it, but yet, uh, you know, when it comes to WrestleMania, people want to see things again. People want to see that Cody Rhodes entrance again. People want to mm -hmm. see some of the major highlights again. That exactly. was an impressive, that's probably the most impressive of it is the video parts. When it comes to impressions and engagements, though, that's almost apples and oranges when it comes to these two things. But the video views is pretty impressive.
And this is a great comment here from David Barkley watching this on YouTube. This is Mm -hmm. why cities compete to host Mania. Mm -hmm. It's almost similar to the way they bid to host Olympics. The economics are undeniable. And yes, that that event alone last weekend brought in billions of of, a good chunk of change to the city of Dallas. Let's not get it twisted. Uh, So these numbers, yeah, they're, they're impressive. But again, there's a little asterisk on there because if we're going to go apples to apples and we need to go night by night, right? So we need yeah. to go event for event. You, you just oh, don't you see you just don't see chains of engagement uh back and forth threads. You don't see a lot of that with NFL compared to WWE. It's it's almost apples to oranges when you're talking about But that's why you play that number. But that's why you play that number, Jeremy, is you say, look at our audience. It's this big. Are we going to make more money at the gate than the NFL? Can we charge $2,500 for a ticket to WrestleMania? Oh, they do. (laughs) But I mean, you do that in the front rows. But I'm saying your cheapest ticket to the the Super Bowl is what? Like $1,500? Yeah, that's so highly corporate. It's it's worse than that even. I think a lot of it's almost uh, five grand. So so now you're showing something to advertisers that this isn't just a big corporate executive level convention with a football game going on at it, right? You're saying engagement means more. Yes, we uh, obviously it's skewed. It's two nights. It's all these different things, right? Uh, but if you're talking about a level of engagement, look how much more of this they're watching compared to that. Look how much more of this they're talking about this compared to that. I like that. Comment. Our viewership go is back different. To comments. Comments go back to great. that. Go back to that one from David. That was pretty good. <laughs> the NFL still owns the day of the week, a day of church. You stone. You're absolutely correct here. Owned, they own two. Owned, they own two days a week now, almost with uh, Monday. Yeah, but. God, God beats them on the spread, but he doesn't beat them on points. You know, <laughs> hey, yeah, oh. exactly. there you go. Uh, Ricky Castillo, <laughs> WWE being excited over this is like Tony Khan being excited over demographics. I would say there, there's something to be said for that, but this is a little bit more alarming. The watch time number, Jeremy, you talked about is key. You have people that will rewatch this in a completely different way. The level of engagement with WWE, and mostly because of this, put this out there too. More people watched this WrestleMania than watched Hogan slammed Andre. Yeah, you go. You More go people to... watch this WrestleMania than any of Very the true. WrestleManias it's at a different the time. time because it's of access. Different. Yeah, because and... the access is so much easier. Uh, my nephew, I was talking to him about this, and I, I'm talking about younger fans. I see many, many more younger fans being vocal on social media during a pay per view event than during the weekly television. Oh, and you TikTok's look at those social media. Yeah, you take the social media events. There's a lot of people whose attention spans are short. They consume content in short forms, and then they'll tune in for the movie. They'll watch the trailer, and then you got me for the movie. I'm not going to watch the TV show and then watch the movie. I'll watch the trailers, the bits, the clips, the vlogs, shows like ours, and then they're caring about that. That's a whole other audience. Plus, you talk about the international pull of this. WWE's a little bit more internationally open to some audiences that maybe the NFL isn't really playing to right now. So it's an interesting play by WWE. Is it skewed? Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. They're spent on all this. I don't deny that. But the formidable numbers that they put up on social media, that's arguable. We've seen it trend that way. They have the number one show. They have the number one show on social media two nights a week. Two nights a week. Everyone talks about overnight Nielsen TV ratings, which have a 40% margin of error. A 40% margin of error. Think about that. A Nielsen home. There's like 1,500 Nielsen homes to the state of Illinois. We, we're the, one of the third largest market in the United States. How does 1,500 people with a beeper represent, you know what I mean, like everybody watching? So these social media numbers through Conviva are a little uh, bit more. I would hear the word beeper on the top story in the middle of an internet show. 
but you, you i'm thinking the people meters that people wear for nielsen ratings and different things like that you you wear a meter and it reads a digital encode so you get those with radio they have different things for television but nielsen runs those those systems i think this is major media companies trying to say we can find hard data through social media that shows a greater level of viewership and engagement than our Absolutely. overnight tv ratings are and i would say people say oh the ratings for raw are bad it, it doesn't crack a million there are five to seven million people watching Raw every week. There are. There are. Absolutely. In the United States alone. And there's probably two to three million people watching AEW every week. So, um, you know, the, in Impact, for example, they're probably reaching maybe half a million people, maybe 800,000 people on the cable system they're on. But that isn't attributed in the ratings. It really isn't. And it, because you can't really get overnight ratings like that. Uh, this is a different game. This is a different play by WWE to really change the way people perceive their overnight rating system. And I think that's the part that pisses off people the most if they hate WWE already is they just don't want to see them tout a good number. They just want to, we don't want to see them be number one anymore. <laughs> they just you know? want to see them fail regardless. It's, it's the Boston Red Sox hating the Yankees, man. <laughs> Let's jump into another story here because we spent a lot of time on our opening story here. The Undertaker is back in the news. The Undertaker. Recently yes, being yes. inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame last weekend. A great moment for uh, anyone who's been following the career of The Undertaker. But today we got a little hint from our good friend at WrestleVotes over on Twitter saying that in a show similar to that of The Broken Skull Sessions, Peacock and WWE have convinced The Undertaker to enter the podcasting world sources say uh sources state that is his new show should begin airing within the next few months a fascinating concept that was unfathomable just a few years back how true is that guys huh now we're gonna have not only stone cold steve austin having his broken skull sessions but now we're gonna have the undertaker probably what would you call his sessions uh kevin I would call it grave conversations or something like that. Grave, you know, grave conversations. words, yeah, or 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 rest grave in encounters with, with the Undertaker. Uh, uh, <laughs> talk in peace with the Undertaker. You know, something like that. You know, uh, but no, I, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I was at the Hall of Fame. I everyone talked about WrestleMania being the highlight for me. This was the highlight of the weekend. I absolutely loved this. I thought it was great. I'm a big Undertaker fan. Uh, it's interesting to see him. So, I mean, it was one thing like when he pulled the veil back a little bit and would do like some talk show things. And then you saw the last dance and it was definitely like, oh, wow, like this was definitely like pulling back the curtain. Right. Uh, it'd be interesting to see him interview people like uh, there's a very odd position to see him in for a conversation. Jeremy, what do you think of this? Uh, let's call it talk with the dead man. How about that? There you go. Talk uh, with the dead man. That's a good one. Send me the money. Give us your pitch for the name of the show in the comments. We want to know what you guys name the show. Send me the money. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, uh, <laughs> you know, for so long, Undertaker protected his character, never did things like this. And then you started seeing it with uh, things on the network two, three, four years ago and, and uh, up to today, you know, where you would never see the Undertaker talk like he did for, for 25, 30 minutes or however long the Hall of Fame speech was. You'd never see him do anything like that. So it's pretty tremendous to see him open up like that. And it's good that he is acknowledging, or not acknowledging, but embracing uh, a new side of his personality where he usually just reserved that for friends and family. And now it's going to be you know even more public with uh, with something we'll see on the network. 
I Dead agree, Man, man. Sessions here by uh, Stephen Chambers. Uh, so, guys, sound off on that. What do you guys think should be the name of The Undertaker's new podcast? Sorry to cut you off there, Kevin. That's all right. That's all right. I'm just trying to get a tweet out about the show. You got you got to fix your mic again. You need a new cable. Better? Am, I be- am I better? You hear me better? Yeah, there you go. You're fine. Cool. It's a, it's a sensitive cable. It's a sensitive cable. <laughs> You're a sensitive uh, man. I'm a sensitive man. I'm okay with this. I, if Broken Skull Sessions are fun for rewatch, if I know a lot of people think, oh, they premiere them right after pay-per-views and stuff like that, because that's the big night that you're on Peacock, right? And they put one on after there. But I've watched a couple back just binging them. They're very delightful. And if The Undertaker can get into a good little pocket, if they can produce them correctly, producing the show is going to be key too. who produces it, how it's shot. So, Taker's you know. notoriously known for being a Jack Daniels guy. Yeah. So since Austin already does beer on this show, is Taker's gimmick going to be taking shot. a shot at Jack? Well, Daniels? they did. They did a shot at Jack. Uh, a yeah. couple of shots on Steve's, and of course well, uh, on Steve's on Steve. But I'm, I'm, that's what yeah. I'm saying is that that's going to be Taker's think, gimmick if he does as, his podcast. As Ricky says here, I think Steve would be a perfect first guest. Um, yeah. If not Steve, then Kane. I think Kane, uh, either one Kane would be awesome. And then, uh, you know, and then, of course, we got news today. Uh, Steve Austin's next guest is going to be tremendous. Bully Ray from Busted Open. I think that's going to be a tremendous conversation. Uh, Bully Ray is going to have a lot to say, and I'm sure Steve will ask some of those right questions. It's going to be pretty cool to see. Um, And, yeah, I don't think there's a date or anything uh, of Undertaker's, but, you know, I would would almost guess, I would almost guess uh, right after SummerSlam might be the first one. Uh, I'm looking sense. forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to maybe it. Maybe even Money in the Bank because now Money in the Bank is in there. Big five now instead of big four. So maybe uh-huh. even money maybe even money in the bank now because this doesn't have to take long to put together. So well, it's also all the uh you know the digital media turn. Do you churn? You know, people get a little bit of peacock, then they drop it, then they get it back. If this is something that's gonna keep people I like on the hook, I like this think? name. I like this name right here. Ride with Ride the dead man. With the dead man. That's a good there we go. Good, yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. Sound off That's in the comments. Bad. Let us know what titles are. That's a pretty good title. I like yeah, your talking jump, piece, though. Yeah. <laughs> let's jump into this. Let's jump into this Cody story. Cody, we can't stop talking about Cody. He's been the most talked about man in wrestling for weeks. His big return at WrestleMania uh, stole the weekend in the eyes of a lot of people. And on top of it, he had a big noteworthy promo last week. He will have his return to in-ring action for WWE on television this week, as he will have his first match on Raw in many years against The Miz. We have even more news from his appearance today on SiriusXM's Busted Open. What do we have from that? I caught the interview. It was quite the listen. It was quite uh, the listen. A couple of things here. First off, uh, one of the main things uh, was who was he most excited to meet in WWE? Of course, he knows a lot of the roster. Uh, and if you didn't know, he was kept... Uh, away from everybody until uh, until he uh, made his debut uh, or return uh, at WrestleMania. So he was kept away from everybody, hidden away uh, to kind of keep that secret. Um, and he said that the uh, the person he was most excited to meet that he's never met before was Bianca Belair. Quote, I tell you, the person I was most excited to meet was Bianca Belair. I was most excited to meet her and I got to meet her. And uh, when she had just come from tearing the joint down and I was underneath the stage so I could hear it all, you're always happy when you can hear a hot crowd and they set up such a brilliant crowd and put us in a difficult decision to follow. I thought she was a total, uh, just a total queen. And when I met her and was be able to be one of the first people to say congratulations, even though I'm brand new to the team, that was very nice. And I'm a fan for having watched her the last year. What she did with Sasha, a big fan. 
It was uh, certainly an interesting conversation, uh, getting to hear him add even more layers to it, and also kind of just like say that he was relieved to be out of AEW, which was kind of odd. Like he kind of expressed some relief with it, which was it's very. Like we're I'm definitely not... living in a different parallel universe. Yeah, right now. yeah, especially compared to how much he was relieved to be out of yes. WWE when he left. You yes. Know? Um, but this is a pattern we've seen people play the last 10, 16 years is leave WWE, go do something else somewhere else and come back yeah. with varying levels of success. You know, don't, don't be surprised if in the next two to three years you see Matt Cardona do the same. I was thing. just about to say sure. you took that thought right out of my head, Jeremy, because I think yeah. uh, Matt Cardona is one of the guys that's really killing it <laughs> to the point where. He owns like eight uh, titles right now. He does. He he's like he's like, dear promoters, can you stop booking me to beat your champions because I can't carry this all this way to my luggage? Matt Cardona is doing with his character very reminiscent to what Drew McIntyre did back in uh, yeah. back in that day. So I, I'm really looking forward to that day where Matt Cardona is welcomed back into the WWE as Zack Ryder, um, and hopefully he keeps or, the same persona or just calls or, himself Matt Cardona. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously, WWE is really in a, a phase to uh, trademark names. Now, they're, they're, they go back and forth and cycle through it, and sometimes people keep their names, and now, that, now they're in a big phase, though, with uh, trademarking it. Also, Cody, in the interview, talked about his final match in AEW and uh, what his mindset was. Of course, that final match was that tremendous ladder match at spring break where we saw Sammy do a cutter off the ladder onto Cody. Uh, Cody said, my future was in doubt for sure. My mind was all over the place, but there are still fans in the seats. This is still one of my kids. I can't get in my own head and sabotage this and turn out anything less than I would have liked to turn out, which is the very best that you can possibly do. I don't play around with eight-foot ladders. For a television perspective, they got to be 10 or 12. The eight just looks rinky-dinky, and if I was to go out on, uh, I'm so glad what we got to do for Sammy. He's one of my kiddos, and to do that for him and be a part of that was great. Uh, yeah, I, I like I said, I heard the interview, and that's all honest. I know everyone says, like, oh, he's putting it on. He's fake. He's insincere. It was forced. And this isn't me, like, spinning the court because he left AEW. I always felt that, but I just thought maybe that just wasn't the fit. It, it, it Near the end of him being there as a character, it's not no argument. Bell to bell, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. But the AEW audience is uh, an audience that demands a lot out of the characters. Say it, say it how it is, Kevin. They're Say fickle. It exactly how it is. Exactly. They're fickle. They're, they're a fickle audience. And they're spoiled to the point where now you mature the show enough to the point where they become fickle, where they become um, you know, like, hey, I don't I just want to turn on this character. They WWE did it with John Cena. You know, like we're WWE. Oh, they're doing it. Cena. And they're doing yeah. it with Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti now because yeah. I, I mean the people are getting tighter than flaunting stuff. Some people are still mad because they think they cheated he cheated on Pam, which I don't we don't know for sure and 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 uh doesn't seem to be the case but people won't it also doesn't matter yeah it also doesn't matter no but 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 i think they should strike while the iron is hot and turn heel but right now they're in this thing with dan lambert making dan lambert the good guy which is impossible thing to do but um you know that that that's it's happening to sammy right now what happened to cody yeah and it also exposed the backlash um to and i haven't seen much backlash to cody going to wwe all of it all of it is very obvious like 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 anyone who's against it's kind of very obvious and it's just Mm -hmm. like dude 
get over yourself. Like, like, like this idea that like I have to be for this one. No, just be pro wrestling. And, and, and if you're cool, if you're burning cool. if you're burning a Cody Rhodes yeah. shirt, guess what? He already got your money. You already got your money, and then you're gonna have to buy a new shirt for somebody else, and yeah. somebody else is gonna get your money. Like th- this idea, uh, he wasn't happy. He wanted to do something yeah. else. It was crazy in the interview. He said he was at the Lowe's Hotel in Chicago, uh, in Rosemont Horizon, not not too far from where uh, the Rosemont Horizon, the Allstate Arena is, uh, where WWE runs. And I was right by there. I was having a meeting this this afternoon. I was listening as I was going to the train. And I was like, oh, my God, this is weird. You look like you you literally turn and hear something about it. Uh, I like it. I think the future is really cool for him. I like like the storyline. Would you guys make the comparison of Cody Rhodes and LeBron James? Like, would you make that type of comparison? Or he left Cleveland because he knew that he wasn't going to be able to get a championship or get a title for him. Goes mm-hmm. to L.A., absolutely kills it. Goes to Miami, absolutely kills it. Now he's got this big reputation behind him where he can bring championships to cities. Goes back to Cleveland, gets the championship. Very reminiscent. Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes is doing this for the money. He's not doing it because WWE's his home. He's doing it because he's going to go where he's going to get paid for that championships. So And he's, he's going he, to get what he thinks he deserves as a performer. And he also said his weaknesses. I wasn't mature enough to be a manager. He's already expressed that. Like, so here he is, you and, know, uh, and, you know, and, and when it's all said and done, he will be the first Rose to hold a world title in WWE. Cause it's going to happen this year. At it's the end gonna, of the day, that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, whether, and whether, somehow, and somehow all the people that bitched about him not being pushed in WWE six years ago are going to crap on that happening in 2023, 2022. Yeah, so they're either, you know, either he's going to be the first holder of the new title or they somehow, uh, you know, transition him to SmackDown and maybe they're giving, maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they are uh, giving, uh, giving Universal and Fox the best of both worlds having him start out on raw then he wins money yep. in the bank and now he's on fox uh you know because i i still i said it from uh the day that uh he he showed up i i figured he would be the guy to end he, and he should be the guy to end roman reigns a streak mm-hmm. uh, there's a question here from uh david barclay hosted a pretty large mania watch party i would say at least 20 of them were aew diehards they seem pretty happy for cody pretty i think cool. the key thing was that that the the Cody that we got post WWE that started in ring of honor and, mm-hmm. and transformed in AEW. I think this is what a lot of people were worried about. And they were happy that we got that Cody. You're a lot getting of people, that version. That a lot of like, people uh, were yeah, worried exactly. that they were not going to get that Cody. So, and you got that. And he, and, yeah. and, 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 and it's very, very clear what you're getting. You're getting him in the fine suits. You're getting him kind of cutting the legacy promo. He exactly. said from the get-go, the reason I'm here is to win the world title for my family. Yeah, It's a good storyline. And, right? and to the point that WWE also understands that if you're going to bring character with everything, uh, Cody, with that character, you want to do the fan service. You mm-hmm. want to bring everything, the spectacle, the pageantry yeah. of Cody Rhodes, yeah. because that's what the fans have identified and- with Cody Rhodes over the last five plus years and uh before we uh, get to the next story which is happens to be talking about an hour and a half from now uh <laughs> an hour and a half from now monday night raw man we're gonna get a good one that i don't I, i'm sure we've seen before but it's gonna be uh from a different angle uh looking nearsighted cody and miz that's gonna be a lot of fun to watch tonight a lot of history there though too you have two guys that are longtime WWE performers they've had some matches here and there completely different circumstance right now complete mm-hmm. i mean miz is the 
corporate definition of what she wants as a guy who can go out there and represent your brand. He's been it. He's a WWE lifer. This guy, I, I, I mean, he'll wrestle somewhere else, maybe when he's done with WWE here and there, but he'll be considered a WWE guy for life. Uh, mm-hmm. Cody did the ultimate not WWE thing and, and helped launch the biggest competition they've had since WCW. He's a huge part of that. So uh, there's a lot of ways you can play that. Miz has this other thing that's kind of sitting there waiting with Logan Paul to happen again. Uh, so so there's a lot of other things you can go with this. It'll be interesting. I just and hope they don't do the wishy-washy finish on television. If, if, if we can't do Logan Paul until SummerSlam, I mean, hell, what a what good of a first feud for Cody. Yeah. Then to Miz, bring in Maurice, bring in Brandy. They've been talking about bringing Brandy onto television. Is it open, Mike Knight? God, you know, and then she you, comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid that they'll – I don't know what Brandy's reaction is Get out of here be. with your trifling ass, Kevin. I don't know what Brandy's reaction is going to be from the WWE universe. So, cause that's what started to people turn on Cody because they were turning on Brandy first. So I, I, I am, I'm half hesitant. Maybe just keep them separated. Don't yeah. I'm half hesitant. WWE TV. I know she's training, so I'm half hesitant to put them together. I know she's training and, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, will get into the WWE as a wrestler. Cause I mean, that was her goal before. And then they, they put her in that announcing job. So, you know, uh, I, I I am hesitant to put them together, though. Though it would be pretty cool to have Brandy and Cody feud with Miz and Maurice. It would be a fun thing to do. Yeah, Tommaso Ciampa, he has been the franchise player for WWE NXT, holding that championship on multiple occasions, helping it transfer into its new incarnation of 2.0 with a crop of younger superstars. But Ciampa has been talked about for well over a year now, especially since he returned from injury uh, just about two years ago, uh, of going up to the main roster. At one point, he was even said to do that and then was struck by a major set of uh, different injuries to put him on the shelf yet again. Now healed, neck surgeries, shoulder surgeries, all of them. The bionic man could be coming, and will anyone be able to survive his wrath? Uh, we've seen him a handful of times on Monday Night Raw here and there recently, but he's been still presented as an NXT superstar. Now we're getting the sense that he is officially called up to the Raw roster. Uh, he is going to fit in there. I think Raw is a three-hour show. This is a good spot for him to be in. Obviously, a little bit more of a parallel corporate move to make when you're broadcasting NXT on USA Network and then moving a star from Tuesdays over to Monday nights on the same channel. Uh, and and obviously a bigger audience, too. So a little bit more synergy, a little bit more of an elevation, maybe a little bit more of a harder fit if you put him on Fox. It makes complete sense. But what do you do with him? Where does he show up? Do we have him showing up tonight on Monday at Raw? What are the details here, guys? Yeah, it looks like uh, uh, the uh, uh, chap is set to return. I guess it's not really a debut because he's mm-hmm. been on Raw, especially when the feud with Ziggler uh, and all that. He is set to appear on tonight's Raw. A lot of a lot of talk. Of course, it started with Sean Ross Sapp internally that uh, that he may be joining Edge's stable. Uh, tonight Ooh. might be a night. Tonight might be a night where Edge's stable doubles in size because you got Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan for the tag titles. We all know they ain't going to win. We all know Rhea's going to turn. Or is she going to turn? Or is maybe bring both? I, I said bring both Liv and Rhea in with that stable, but I doubt that'll happen. Uh, so that uh, you could very well see Edge's stable double in size tonight. Mm, 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 mm. Your take, mm-hmm. Jose. I think it's a smart move if they do end up doing that with him because he's kind of been on this baby face run now on his mm-hmm. latter half of a, on his exit of NXT. I think he does need a personality change. And I think if he does end up uh, hooking up with Edge's new faction, 
I think this is going to be great for all of them because these are all NXT kids. These are all mm -hmm. NXT kids making their way up. Mm -hmm. And what a better way to get experience under one of the greatest of all times in the edge, a Hall of Famer, a guy that after a broken neck came back and put on one of the greatest stories against Seth Rollins earlier this uh, late last year. This guy, I think, I think this is a, a perfect opportunity for Tommaso Ciampa to be mm -hmm. seen on a grander scale and having the backing of Edge. That would be tremendous. I think it'll be great for for the love of God. I, I if they change his name, just make it Ciampa. Do not Rick Ciampa. Do not butch it up. Uh, and speaking of Butch, my God, why are they having him act like Scrappy Doo for crying out loud? <laughs> that's, that's another topic for another I think, show. I think I, sent, I think I sent a gif out to Rico and I saw that and I'm like, I, I put that gif up from The Godfather. This massacred my boy. Hopefully they just change it to Ciampa. That would be perfectly fine. Uh, you can still trademark that. Uh, but yeah, it'll be exciting to see uh, what happens tonight, how Ciampa shows up. Uh, you know, I, obviously the tag match with the women almost seems too obvious. That's why I'm hoping they swerve us and maybe Rhea and Liv just go ape shit on, on, uh, Naomi and Sasha and beat mm -hmm. them down. And they both get indoctrinated into the, uh, the right. grand jury. That would be my perfect booking scenario, but I don't see it. I see Rhea turning on Liv. They probably see more money in Liv being a baby face anyways, but, uh, it, it'll be exciting to see how it all plays out tonight. Let's jump into that story. We just teased it right there. Ring of Honor. It is now officially under the All Elite Wrestling banner owned by Tony Khan. Uh, and Tony Khan has gone on the record as saying, yes, I am pursuing some type of television presence for Ring of Honor under Warner Media, which is where you're getting AEW now on TNT and TBS. So what could happen here? Where could that show land? What are the details? Uh, yeah, Tony Khan recently spoke with ESPN's Rec, uh, Mark Romarley, and he says, I do own ROH. It is separate as an entity from AEW, but I also have a TV contract with Warner that I'm going to produce wrestling shows for them. I've been having these conversations with Warner because I think it would make sense for everyone, and I think they're open to it. But in the short timeline we had, what I asked for was basically an exemption for being outside of the portfolio. Um, I've been having more conversations with Warner Media about what we can do together to grow Ring of Honor, and I think it would make sense to uh, for Ring of Honor to continue as a weekly series and have major events like we just did with Supercard. I think the the success of Supercard critically and commercially will bode well for Warner Media taking an interest into Ring of Honor. Of course, as we mentioned before, uh, Supercard of Honor did basically seven times the normal amount a pay-per-view buys that a ring of honor pay-per-view does. Well, I mean, Sinclair never really ran with the ball when they had it. Let's just be frank here. That, I mean, that's kind of, it, it was, they had a major broadcast. <laughs> it, it doesn't, it doesn't have priority. It doesn't help when one day it's on Friday at nine and then it's Sunday at 11 PM. And then it's Saturday at 8 PM because it's all God, syndicated and you don't know when it's going to, that didn't help their case. Really. It, uh, I, if I'm, if, it, this is just me being a little bit more biased because it's a mm -hmm. wrestling show. But if I'm Warner Media, right, and I'm an advocate, I wanna I wanna help out Tony Khan and I wanna put ROH in 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 one of my many cable channels, 
I would get rid of one of these shows, one of these reality stupid shows that you got like on A&E or True TV. Those, those are cheap though, man. Those are easy I know, to produce. But yeah, I put know, it on True TV. Put it on True TV though. Piece but I think ROH would be great on True TV. Yep. It has has a lot of comedy. It has a lot of uh, uh, a lot of personality. And there's been AEW personalities featured on True TV on that show Fast Foodies with Chris Jericho making an appearance mm-hmm. on there. Cool. So I think that might be a good there's- outlet. I don't know what the time slot is, but I think like True TV might be a good outlet for and, and there's rest and there's been wrestlers on impractical jokers which is uh you know basically their cornerstone uh so yeah the, uh, to have a ring of honor crossover with impractical jokers would would make complete sense too so um you know it, 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 wonders it, for the brand if we get if you could just get it a solid slot on either tuesday or thursday exactly you know it, it, it'll do a lot it'll do wonders so uh but it's also another thing it's more wrestling you know, you see Impact suffer from this, where they have a really good show, but it's just so much. Oh, that's no, that's more reach. Oh no, Kevin! <laughs> that's Kevin more wrestling. That's oh, more reach no. than it is too much. That's more reach than it is too much wrestling. Access does not reach hardly anybody. So no, 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 no. I, I I agree with you on there there too. But it's you know it's just the the general challenge of the circumstances you're entering into with the game and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, but it's good for Ring of Honor. I I I, I think Tony Khan buying it is a fantastic thing. Supercard was a great show. If you love Ring of Honor, it's in good hands. I mean, the it's amount of buy, hands. the amount of buys that it did, and it wasn't an AEW show. If you watch Supercard of Honor, it felt like a Ring of Honor show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Randy, Sam, Randy, Sam, 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 go ahead. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, read, go ahead, read it, Kevin. Uh, Jose, you need to be hired by AEW production. That brilliant, that brilliant. Yeah, yeah, they need that. Uh, it would be fun. Uh, and other people saying, put ROH 605 Saturday nights on TBS. Yeah, that's they what I grew old... up on with the NWA. Yeah, they need the old WCW Saturday night uh, time slot there. Uh, that would be interesting as well. But, yeah, I don't know if you even want to be there. That's a, that's now like a WWE pay-per-view night. So so we'll, we'll see how this kind of plays out. Uh, it's, it's interesting. A lot to cover. A lot to cover. A lot more with the fallout of WrestleMania. A ton of different content. Vince Russo. We'll be with bro. us after Monday at Raw, bro. bro. Uh, we have a fresh episode of the Bro Show up with him and Bill Apter. Uh, that is up right now for you guys to consume on our channels, on our video and podcast channels as well. Top story of the day every weekday right here around 5 p.m. Central, 5.30 Central, around that time. Make sure your notifications are on so you know exactly when we go live. And you can follow me on the Twitter machine at Kev Kelm. You can follow Jose underscore G underscore official. And then follow Jeremy Bennett for all of his buzz kills. At JB Husky and a, a new announcement. Uh, there starting, you go, buddy. Let him know. Let him know. Starting uh, Wednesday morning, uh, I will be part of the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. I will be alongside Rick Uchino breaking down NXT 2.0. So we'll record that on Tuesday night after the show happens. It'll air on Wednesday mornings. So I will uh, make my debut this Wednesday. Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. There you go. Shout out to the boys. Shout out to the boys right there down the aisle in the press box. Appreciate that. Uh, that'll be fun. Uh, and once again, give them a follow. Always appreciate everyone making cool content. Just support the guys who make cool stuff. You like us? Go check it out. Uh, we have a lot more going on. Keep an eye on our other side channel as well. Wrestle Binge by Sports Kita. That's a kind of like our top fives, all the different cool stuff like that. I just did a cool one about Conor McGregor from the UFC and all the trash talk he's done with WWE. So that'll be dropping at some point this week. Lots of fun stuff. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I got comedy shows. They're up on my Twitter, blah, 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 blah. But more importantly, when watching wrestling, you have to do this one, one critical thing. It's very important. You have to clear your mind. 
Okay. Make sure your microphone is plugged in, unlike I am. And do what? Acknowledge us. No, I'm just kidding. Enjoy wrestling. Yeah. Talk to them. Where's my debut? Yeah. (laughs) Acknowledge us. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out.